Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review. I would love to know your thoughts on the episodes we've done so far, and your reviews also help other people discover the podcast. Thank you in advance and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. Finish my a little bit of workout. Oh yeah, what'd you do? Well, you know, I work out to music. My, I use a twister, you know, the twister that I use to twist my whole body. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were doing that for how long? I never time myself, but I do it with music. Oh, so you just did a, a little bit of movement today. A little bit at a time, yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't go on like for tr- uh, one hour and all them stuff, no. Maybe 15 minutes and that's it. Oh, okay. That's and then, cool. And then another 15 minutes again because the day is mine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, research has been showing that a diet rich in lecithin may increase good HDL, you know, for your blood pressure. Okay. Uh, and uh, so good HDL, cholesterol, and lower bad LDL. Um, so to get it in, basically, we should be consuming green vegetables like Brussels sprouts and broccoli mm-hmm. and legumes like uh, kidney beans and black beans. Right. My favorite, yes. Yes. Um, animal meat and fat contributes to hypertension, but are people really ready to give that up? I think they should. And the reason for that is not because um, we are so much an animal lover, which I really love animals, right? Mm-hmm. And I just hate to see anything with life just get put down for our own um, benefits, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, um, as I said before, like when God created these things for humankind to have, it's a different type of creation than what we have now. Mm-hmm. They're actually um, cloning animals. Mm-hmm. They're, they're killing animals that have calves, young calves. I mean, cows that have young calves in them, which is something, it to me, is sickening. When you think of it, it's so sick. And they, and they rape the cows to produce milk all the time. Yes. To yes. feed humans. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's what they're going on though is really complete, completely sick. It's very yeah. sick. So I, at this point of life, like, I mean, I grew up on um, dairy product and all those things, but that was then when everything was authentic and or- organic. Mm-hmm. But now it's been messed with, with all kind of chemicals, which is something that I personally would not want in my body. Yeah. I mean, besides that, so let's assume that, um, like dairy, um, didn't have, like, let's say you got it from a grass fed cow, because there are some people who in the health movement, they're like, oh, well, we care about that too. So we make sure, you know, the animals are free range and they're grass fed and they had a happy life and all this kind of stuff. Right. But when it comes to dairy, even without all of that, you don't get any benefits, right? So like the marketing campaign that was done around milk was um, basically saying that you'll get calcium. But now we know from the research that it actually, because it's so acidic, it leaches calcium out the bone. So you end up at higher risk for osteoporosis, 
by consuming milk on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. Besides that, there's also research if uh, for those who have read the book, um, uh, Dr. Neil Barnard's program for reversing diabetes, he talks about the fact that when uh, pregnant women drink cow's milk, they increase the risk of their child getting type one diabetes. Donna, you're something funny. I hope yeah. that's true. I hope it's not true though, because I'll be concerned about your brother, Chuck. Because when I was pregnant, that's all I could have. I couldn't eat nothing solid. I was only drinking cow's milk. There are other alternatives. <laughs> no, but I said, I said, I said at that time. Yeah. For the nine months, that's all I have was cow's milk. Because that's what you knew. No. And you could hold it down. Right. Only for a period of time, though, I still vomited up. Yeah. But that's the only thing that went down without coming up at the same time it's going down. Right. So I'm just hoping that 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 those days the car was not affected, I mean, infected mm -hmm. with all kind of stuff like now, you know, with all the, the stuff they have. Yeah. And it's, it's valid what you're saying. But what I see is like that be, that the reason why that was your experience was because at the time cow's milk was considered food for you. So you actually consumed it right. and your stomach was able to keep it down. However, like for other people who are raising vegan babies, for example, or they themselves are vegan, there would be other things that they would gravitate towards, exactly. like maybe coconut yeah. milk, almond milk, um, maybe even a celery juice to mm. get whatever minerals, you know, um, yeah. and just celery juice is actually very delicious. I don't know if you've just had pure celery juice, but it's really good. To me, it tastes like, like milk with a little bit of salt in it. Yeah. Like just enough to be like really I never, good. I never really drink it by itself, but I drink cucumber juice. Yeah, try celery juice. Yeah, try celery juice. You know, I tried it. I tried it one time when I was having really bad heartburn, okay. and um, it worked like a charm. It worked very quickly, and it was really good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good information. Yeah. And then when you mentioned Chucky and like, all I can think about is asthma and, you know, dairy is a contributor to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I myself had asthma too growing up. So yeah, that, that was just infusing him with more. Yeah. I remember like the biggest difference for me when I cut dairy out of my diet was um, not having, um, colds as frequently i used to have colds like at like at least four times a year oh. and the mucus would be like thick yellow sometimes green like it would just be that's infected yeah yeah it would be bad like you could smell it you could taste like it yes, was that's really bad that's bad yeah. yeah and um that was normal you know to have all of that that was a normal life for me but then when i cut out dairy and, you know, I didn't do it in a vacuum because I also cut out meat um, that, you know, I remember you disappeared. Eating, um, huh? I don't remember you eat meat. You see chicken. I went, <laughs> yeah, I used to have, well, you used to make um, lamb, was it lamb chops or? Um, um, lamb chops and curry goat, but I was never a meat eater. So I yeah. never buy meat and cook it. Yeah, I know the lamb chops we did a lot. I know yeah. the chicken we did. In lamb and turkey. 
turkey. You like the turkey because it didn't have as much fat on it. I remember that. And I remember it being really dry. So that wasn't really my favorite. But I know like um, I had the pizza pockets a lot. I had the taquitos a lot. (laughs) Um, On campus, I had penne alla vodka with chicken a lot at this local uh, food place which is basically cream and dairy in the pasta sauce and chicken. And then I would have also pizza um, from a local pizza spot. I would eat at McDonald's from the dollar menu because as a college student who's busy, that was appealing to me. You know, I was spending my money out of pocket, right? Because I didn't have like a meal plan or meal thing going on. So that was appealing to me. (laughs) Um, You know, so I definitely had... A whole bunch of that stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it's interesting that you made the statement too about um, like what we're doing to the animals and animal lovers. It reminds me of this thing, this controversy that Tiffany Haddish started. I don't know if you saw what she posted. Refresh my memory, and I tell you if I see it. Yeah, so Tiffany Haddish is a comedian, right? And she post she posted a video on Instagram, um, thanking one of her fans who gave her a fur vest, and she said she's wearing fur from now on in protest of police brutality. And then she called out PETA. <laughs> Oh, that and the animal lovers—they were upset. Yeah, well, see, in the black community, though the black vegan community, they, they don't necessarily agree on the issue. They're, they're on both sides of the issue. There's some that say, you know, how could we honor and respect and value the lives of animals more than humans? Then there are others that say, why would we sacrifice the animals? You know, so. I don't have to to do something else other than the, um, other than the fur and the other. Well, see, personally, me, I've never liked fur. I've never worn it. And I've never liked to look like an animal because I'm a human. That's my reason. <laughs> because my mom gave me a fur cape. I, I, I don't know if you ever seen it. I keep it in a plastic bag, and they say you're not supposed to because when I go back, I look at it, the whole neck of it was eaten out. Mm-hmm. But I never like it because I never like to look like an animal walking on the street. Because it's like I'm jeering the animals. Mm. I'm plus it's too much money. I don't I don't I don't want to look what I'm not. I don't want to look rich when I'm not rich, to be quite honest with you. I'm mm. not I'm looking poor, but my richness have to show in another way. Mm-hmm. That's just my feeling that we're in fur, but it wasn't that I'm a I was an animal lover. But mm-hmm. now that I stop eating animal product, I have more appreciation for animals. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I could see them loving animals and sometimes when I look at these animals I wish human beings was as loving as they are yeah and that's why they need to stop kill the animal because they can learn something from them I get too passionate about this though but you know <laughs> let's go on the show has to go on yeah I, I think it's I think that it's a great conversation to have yes. and we don't all agree no, on we- it um but we must agree to disagree. But I, I I agree with you with what you said about now that you've been vegan, you know, or eating plant-based really for so long, how you're more like conscious about the impact to the animals. 
because I feel the same way too. It's like a growth. It's, it's a spiritual journey. You change your diet and then also you're exposed to certain things. Like I saw the movie, um, it's a documentary called earthlings and that was very difficult to get through. And the thing you posted, um, it's something I saw a long time ago, so I'm not sure what you're referring to, but I, I've, I've talked about it many times in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I don't know if you remember Hakeem Phoenix. Yes. So he is um, one of the producers of the documentary. And you should search it wherever you get to watch like old films. I don't know if you, on YouTube, I'm sure they have it. You might have to pay to see it on YouTube, but um it's, mommy, it's available. You know, you, you, one thing you must remember about your mom, in order for me to watch a movie, I have to be with somebody who has the same interest where I'm watching the same thing at the same time. Why? If I try to watch it by myself, it watches me. That's why I don't pay for nothing. Well, this is what you do. First of all, you, you watch movies in the, the, where your energy is at your peak level. Yeah. Don't watch movies late at night. I don't even watch movies late anymore. I, I do them early in the day. <laughs> no, I do everything early in the day. When the sun is up, that's when my energy is up. Yeah. And then and then feel free to stand up and do squats while you watch and you don't have to sit still. Okay, that's that's called stay awake. Okay. Yeah. Pump okay. that pump that oxygen to the brain. Mm-hmm. Luckily I'm in a position with my living situation where I have to stand up to watch because my TV, my screen is so small and my seat is so far away from it that you know how now they have in the films where they they show the text messages people send into each other. If I don't stand up and get close, I'm not seeing. <laughs> so before I, we get back on that subject, I want to share something with you real quick about the the, the meat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I sent you the link to it about uh, or I did post it and I made a comment. It was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. They arrested this guy in New York. He's a Chinese man for using dog to make hot dog. And I mm-hmm. made a comment because I posted it and I said, what do you expect? It's called hot dog. <laughs> Everybody thought it was so funny. Yeah. But they're doing it in New York, killing dogs. Some. I know that will know. That yeah. community go crazy. They have a protest going on in China over that trying to get it out loud. But the thing is, what 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 always comes to my head is why do we value dogs more than over human? Over not even just over human, but other animals. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. like we've normalized eating cows, pigs, you know, in in France they even eat horses, like some European countries they eat horses. Like in here we were just that's appalling, right? But why is it, why, like, who decided that certain animals are worth living and other animals are worth eating? Okay, so it's God decided that, not, not, not that God, it's in the Bible. So we cannot, we cannot go and, and um, change that. But what I'm trying to say, okay, and I understand what you're saying, because we have choices. I God does not say yes. to eat no, God, pigs. God, Sam, look in Leviticus. It doesn't say to eat pigs. No, <laughs> tell you what. No, it's, you're not supposed to eat pig because it's a book. Right. I, I, I can Cows would be included huh? in that, no? Cows have hooves too. No, they don't have hooves. So what do they have, feet? Yes. No. <laughs> that's, 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 
But anyhow, it will explain to you what you're not supposed to eat. But when you say who decide that, God did, not human beings. The things that human beings decide to, to eat, they take it upon themselves and it's a bad stuff. But everything that ever all the plant based food and everything. And he pick aside certain things, um, animal that you can eat and certain fish. And there's a lot of fish in the sea that people shouldn't eat. Right. But it's in the Bible though. <clears throat> but I'm saying we have choices because he give us choices. If everybody, honestly, if everybody followed the Bible to the T, honestly, where would that leave us as a humanity? No, like but, certain no. things, certain things you have to kind of figure out and, and draw your own reasoning and intuition from. Um, what when, I- when, it, when it comes to animals, from what I'm not a Bible scholar, mm-hmm. but I remember when God fed, uh, Jesus fed, a group of people. The five thousand. He he gave them bread and fish and fish, uh-huh. which is very acidic to the body. So do we do we um negate science? But you don't put you you can't put scientists over this. But- yeah, but we know we know from actual chemistry and <laughs> like studying that you know you mix bread and fish. You have acid. Right. You have acid. You have saturated fat. I mean, he did also fast for 40 days. Most people don't do any kind of fasting. We spend our lives feasting. But you're right. So it's like you you take the Bible to a certain extent, but I'm saying we really need to think about what is actually happening to our body and get some understanding of nutrition and science. Just like people were inspired to write the Bible, I believe God placed inspiration in people to to learn and understand certain things that that on how we work and how the world works, how the environment works, the soil, the seeds, so that we can continue to feed and nourish ourselves. Sam, I believe that truly and fully, because I'm going to tell you something honestly from my heart, though. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to eat goat meat, and I used to love curry goat. Mm Mm-hmm. I used to, I don't like chicken. I never did. And I used to love turkey. Those are my two favorite meats, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I didn't have a problem with my stomach, I probably would be still eating it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But because I had a problem, I realized what was not good for me. And I take it out my diet. It's the same thing. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you have to ask God for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I have to know your body. Right. Today we still eating meat, and they tell you they can't stop eating, but they are suffering. Not because God said that you can have it. Is it make it for men to eat? But not because He say that. It doesn't mean that if you eat it and you it make you sick, you continue eating it. You shouldn't do that. You try other alternative ways. You have plant based food you can have. You know, mm-hmm. some people are really killing themselves with it because they're lacking a knowledge. And I'm faced with that daily because I see it right in my face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm faced with it daily because I'm in the shop sometimes and I hear people, oh, I cannot stop. I love meat. I can't. I, I, I love to die eating meat. And I know you heard that before. Just. Yeah. Yeah. In, and in, included in that is um, since we're on the, the 
the topic of Jesus and that, that last, what was it? I don't know if it was the last supper when he fed all those people. Like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar. I done forgot most of it, but it wasn't the last supper. I think it was a wedding where he turned he water into 5, wine. No, 5,000 people. And, he, and they run up. They only had two fishes and, and five loaves. And the, and when he tell him to feed the people, the, the, one of the disciples said, Lord, we we don't have anything. We only have two fishes and five loaves. That's one of the miracles that he he made. He worked, mm-hmm. and he end up with he end up feeding five thousand people with that because they, you know, he's Jesus and he worked a miracle. Right, right. So yeah, the message I get from it is something like you know, even when you think something is impossible, everything is figure outable, right? Like we can figure it out. We can make it work. You know, we can stretch. Right. You must ask for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. But I personally would not go to the Bible for diet advice. So like he said, he he even turned water into wine at one point, right? Mm -hmm. And alcohol is actually um, one of the contributors to hypertension. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the other thing. Are people ready to give up alcohol? Alcohol is like a, you know, is so normalized in our it, society. You know, I, I'm glad you have this. Um, I'm glad you have this podcast going because I can, I can, um, I, I'm very open to things. And you mm-hmm. speaking to your mother who drinks wine, like for anybody who don't know, your mom drink a glass of wine every night. Mm-hmm. It's not- Eat wine. It's a dry wine, Merlot, and it was recommended to me by a doctor many years ago when my mom had heart disease. Mm-hmm. I said to her, Mrs. Silton, you need to drink a glass of wine every night. And mom' response was, I don't like the wine my daughter drinks because it has no sugar in it. That was my mother's response. Yeah. Okay. But the doctor said, what the wine does, it's 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 good for your heart, right? No, let me explain that to you. I'd love, and, and I know vegans don't use alcohol, which I respect that. That's not true, actually. Okay. There are vegans that drink alcohol. Yeah, because they drink um, kombucha. And no, I mean, they actually have alcohol they drink. Like like Karen's restaurant, she had yeah, this, a whole bar. Yeah. Yeah, but what I was saying, I lost my chair. You must remember, it's your mother. Yeah. <laughs> You were saying that you had you were drinking dry wine because of the doctor's recommendations, and Grandma didn't like it. Right, yeah, but because she wanted something sweet. We leave that part already. We we got on, but oh yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. This is the part because we're ending that part. But mm-hmm. um, you people have to learn to do things in moderation. Like when I say I drink a glass of wine, I'm not drinking more than four ounces. I don't drink wine to feel good because I'm already a feel good person, if you know what I mean. Mm. I don't drink wine to I don't drink wine to go to sleep because I don't have a problem sleeping. Mm-hmm. A glass of wine with my dinner, it reminds me that I'm in a fancy restaurant eating out, and it's just I live in a lavish lifestyle. My little glass of wine, and then I know there's a little part of it gonna be good for my health, and I never had any reaction bad reaction from it but i do it in moderation because i don't have money to to sit down and drink a bottle of wine at one time no stupid. <laughs> but i'm glad for the podcast because we can express these things because i don't want people think i'm all that goody goody too sure you know like I yeah such alcohol but you but you not to put all your business out there but you do take high blood pressure medicine no you can put it out there but guess who tell me to drink the wine though Get the same doctor prescribing you the medicine? 
<laughs> my mother had high blood pressure. She never tell me. Tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Is like when they talk about the wine, what makes the wine? Where's that research coming from? It's the grapes they use to make the wine that's good for the heart. The grapes have the anti-aging phytonutrients. Right. We need to go to the source, to the real food. Wine is a processed food. You have to go through a whole bunch of stuff. And you have to think about, is it even organic wine? Forget. Because if it's not organic, you drink in chemicals. Yes, yes. Sam, you forget that you took us to a natural winery in, in Napa Valley? I did, yeah. So we know about the whole process of, of wine. And I mean, we, we, let me tell you, I don't, wine is not a part of my nutrition. So we can exempt that. <laughs> so when I consume wine, I'm not saying, okay, I'm having something very nutritious. No. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just to tell myself that, okay, Daryl, you are not perfect. You're still a part of this world. Yeah. Okay. This uh, is the, I, the way. The way I get myself in that mindset, I acknowledge the fact that I'm not perfect. At the same time, I don't drink wine. But in in all transparency, primarily it's because I don't like the taste. And secondly, because it makes me sleepy. And so it's more of a downer than an energy booster for me, any type of alcohol. So um, there's that. But like, what scares me about it is that alcohol you know, it's so normalized in our society. You go to a networking event, especially if you're trying to, you know, quote unquote, climb the corporate ladder and you're expected to socialize and drink and do all this stuff. And yeah, you could drink water. Um, but you know, it's kind of like being vegan in certain circles. You're the odd person out. Right. Yeah. But at the same you time, put, you, know, you could, you pour something in a glass and drink like sip your water. Like you see, cause I do that when I go. Mm-hmm. See, that's another thing, too. That's what I'm going to explain to you. Although I drink wine at home, if I go out and have dinner, I'll drink wine. But don't give me a second serving of wine. I don't want it because I don't drink more than a certain amount. I limit myself when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. So in water, I'll sip on water, water, water. And it, or, because I don't drink soda. Right. I say to the person, may, may I have a piece of lemon, please? And I'll put the lemon in my water. And it's like a drink I'm having, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and the, the battery that's happening is really to the kidneys inside. And so you don't see it. It's mm-hmm. a gradual process of this boxing fight going on, basically, to the kidneys yeah. from this alcohol consumption. Not to say at the levels you're drinking necessarily, right. because I don't know. I would have to do some further research. But what I do know is that alcoholism is a huge issue in our communities, right? especially when you talk about low-income communities. Like I've posted before, the saturation of um, alcohol store, alcoholic um, stores in low-income communities. And, you know, these things have huge impacts in terms of the crimes in the communities, the health outcomes in those communities. So, but we've normalized it so much to the point where people make jokes about it. But when you you said something about like, you know, when you have your sip of wine and it reminds you you're not perfect and all that, it has me thinking of like, you know, for me personally, when I do my own reflection, first of all, I. Before you explain that, before you explain, let me say something to you. First, Sam, I admire you. I look upon you with so much respect for the stand that you take to give against alcohol. Because I've seen it in our family, 
where alcohol ruin a lot of young people in our family. So I really have great admiration, great respect for you. And that is something that it's not a debatable thing when it come on to, to me and you about alcohol, because I know alcohol is no good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, if, if we have the doctors pushing grapes instead of alcohol, exactly. what would that do? You know, we wouldn't have any mental impairment where we are acting strange or acting violent or saying things that we are going to regret later that damages relationships. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So, because grapes don't have that kind of side effects. <laughs> don't push nutrition because if doctors push nutrition, and I'm very sorry if any doctors listening to this and they get rubbed the wrong way. If they push nutrition, you'll have less uh, sick people, then they'll have less work, and then they have less money. So they cannot push nutrition onto people because people won't get sick. Okay, like this morning I was thinking, when did I go to the doctor? In September. I go every three months. So this and, and I still don't go back yet. So I won't be going until February. But I give God thanks though. Mm-hmm. I give God thanks because I'm going to be 67 in September. And I don't have case where I have to keep running to the doctor. I see people have to go every day. Some people. And yeah. I give God thanks, you know. But, you know, um, and, I'm, and I always say to, 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 to always tell you this. I... Great. I'm very grateful for you and Akin because this journey that I'm on is you guys that I, the example of you guys that I see that I go on this journey. So I'm grateful mm-hmm. to you guys. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. And, um, you know, I'm grateful just to have a platform to speak my mind because I realized that I just need to be able to express myself. Ultimately, I was thinking like, what brings happiness and joy to my life Mm -hmm. and being fully expressed, having freedom of speech, you know, is really important to me. Um, So, so yeah, but you were saying something earlier about, you know, the self-reflection of I'm not perfect. And I go through this to... I think it's important to be mindful and be self-aware. Um, it's part of our spiritual practice in this life, right? Because I view life as really a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways in which I connect is through fasting. Right. And so that's where I really dig deep. And like through fasting, honestly, fasting has been really amazing for me because like I... When I eat my next meal after a fast, you know, whether it's intermittent fasting or extended fasting, Mm -hmm. I eat my meal and I'm so grateful. Every time I fast, it's just more and more gratitude for the food Mm -hmm. and the flavors in the food and the nutrition in the food. Like your senses are just so much more open and aware, you know, through fasting and meditation I like that's, you know, how I connect. And while we're on this subject of fasting, let me just say something. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to do a cleansing, but I decide to do my cleansing uh, in Lent because Lent is 40 days. So it will give me enough days spiritually because when I cleanse, I do it physical and spiritual. Yeah. I, I combine it just like what you do. And um 
I rather do it in Lent because that's a good time for me to do my reflection while mm-hmm. I'm fasting, you know? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And so cleansing stuff. The herbs? Yes. So you're not going to start that because Lent starts March 6th. It's later that's, this year. No, that's when I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm planning on doing one too. Um, I did you say I went on Helena's um, um, Instagram page? Mm hmm. And I see a lot of things I can use, what raw stuff I can use while I'm fasting. Her oh, pages. nice. Eh? That's nice. So she gets a shout out, Moringa Love on Instagram. Yeah, I, I get a peep of it. And I said, that's cool. So I'm going to make up a thing now that I have to go on it to see what I can do. Because if she can do it, I can do it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, she also just released a book. So I'll put the link in the show notes to this. It has a list of juice recipes, smoothie oh, recipes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. It's an ebook. Oh. So you get an automatic digital download. And there's recipes on how to make various milks and stuff that you can use to the base of your smoothies. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a very helpful resource. And a great reminder, too, like if you're fasting, because she goes through all the different nutrients and stuff in the vegetables and stuff that are being used. So I find that like that really helps to kind of um, enforce the support for yourself, you know, when you're trying to go through it, like and you start to question, why am I doing this? Read, you know, have those support systems and tools around you. The only the only thing is that I know that I have a little issue with is that the the which I know it make you go to the bathroom a lot because you drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. which okay. is fine. And when you're working on the mm-hmm. excuse me, I gotta go. You're so funny. Are listening, they understand exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. When, <clears throat> when you when you're doing a cleanse, honey, it's not just it's not one way you're cleaning. It come in other ways. Right? <laughs> so when you have to work, it's not an easy thing. I was wondering, should I take a vacation for three weeks? Well, you know, like so for this, for this um for this, it's not so much of a big deal. Like I can only speak from office people because I, you know, I'm not in that type of situation. But if you were doing a water fast, an extended water fast, which after three days is when you get the most benefits from an extended water fast, it's best to do that when you're not working because you want to be in a position to rest because you're going to feel tired. You're going to feel maybe hangry, you know, and you got to you got to drink a lot of water to get through those periods. But that Sam, remember I did that I did that cleanse before, you know. So I yeah. experience and you see what it is. I drink a lot of can they tell you can have soups. Yes. And I'm going to have I'm building out um a whole membership site um where there's going to be a lot of different raw recipes and raw soups is one of them. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I'll be doing I, some recipes and some videos. One of my, one of my cousins who is very fascinated by your um your website was telling me she want to try the cleanse, mm-hmm. but she don't like she don't eat raw food. Why? Because she's not a vegan. You don't have to be vegan to eat raw food. <laughs> we should all be eating raw food. That's well, how we get digestive enzymes. That's how we make sure that all the functions in our body is working at its best. We need enzymes for all our metabolic functions. I eat my raw food since morning. 
my big bowl of salad. Yeah, I would need to, I would want to know more about why, you know, cuz for someone to just say I don't do this thing, you know, which science has already proven that it helps absolutely everyone and even it in does. cases even in our own family where family members have been told by doctors not to eat raw food, they ended up on their deathbeds and their doctor sent them home to die okay. and it was raw foods that brought them back to right. life. You know why? Because a miss is a misunderstanding. It's it's locking up knowledge. Yeah, it's, they're it, probably thinking it's raw meat. My part too. I've been there because first when I heard of raw food, I'm thinking, how oh, the hell can people eat raw food? Yeah, because you're thinking raw meat and stuff, probably. No, 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 no. Food. I was thinking of food. Like I couldn't eat raw yam. Yam. You know the the yam the, the right one. right. But Which it, why would you do that? Well, that's <laughs> what I was thinking until I get to understand there are certain things you can eat raw and certain things you do not eat raw. Yeah. During the time of the cleanse, the things that you can eat raw, that's what you do. See, you don't, and I try to tell people, you don't have to have everything, you know, just pick out a certain amount of stuff because you're going to do a 21-day cleanse or a 14-day, whatever, you know, mine will be 21. Right. You pick out amount of stuff and you have your water. And, so, and the way I eat, though, mine is not a problem, you see. Yeah. No, mine wouldn't be a problem. Because you're already eating clean. So let's let's spend a little bit of time here. Before you embark on any type of fast, whether it be a juice fast or water fast or um, even a raw vegan fast, you want to have some time before that where you're eating clean. So your detox symptoms are not so severe. Right. Right. So you so you want to instead of like, I don't know, McDonald's and fried chicken all the time. You want to scale that back, have more green vegetables. Right. You know, even root vegetables are fine. Um, eat th- those for at least five days before you start doing any type of cleansing okay. regimen. I was, you know. th- I was thinking anybody want to do a fast, they should give up fast food for at least a month because sometimes that's a great place to start. Yeah, give it up for at least a month. This is the best time now for anyone who's thinking of fasting for Lent, because most people like to do it in Lent. Right. It's the best time. The month of January, get yourself prepared. Yes. Right. And I have, closer to time, there will be a guided group where mm-hmm. we will be doing it together. We right. can do it together, have the transition on, transition off, because there's a healthy way to do it. Like I said, you want to eat clean going in. Um, with recipes, videos, and, you know, weekly meetings. So there's support in place. Right. Um, when you're thinking about eliminating, though, you need to also think about what you're going to fill because you have to eat something. So if you're not eating um, fast food, but you still want to buy food out, you need to find a salad bar. Maybe yeah. you're close to a grocery store. And they have a really nice salad bar. You could put something together or um, you're near the Whole Foods and they have a vegan cooked food bar where they have sweet potato and they have broccoli sprout and um, Brussels sprouts. And, you know, because I'm I'm planning <laughs> this fast for Lent. I, I haven't had any wine in a month. Mm-hmm. Right. And I won't be having any um, until way after the fast is ended. Yeah. Um, what I usually buy around um Lent season is the, the 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 grape the grape juice that the the Jews use for Passover. 
I usually pour it in a glass like wine and drink it. I'm pretending I'm drinking. <laughs> but anyhow, I really... I'm concerned about the the sugar content. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna tell you. But it's not something I put on my agenda because I can pop yeah. my glass with red grapes. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. You can also um, put your wine glass. Just wash some grapes and put the wine. Fill it with grapes and pretend that you're having wine. And yeah. Substitute for feeling rich. Yeah. The grapes in a glass. You know what would be really nice too? And it's very healthy. And it will kind of make you feel very luxurious. Okay? What's that? I'm thinking juice beet. Right? And buy uh, carbonated water. Carbonated mineral water. Makes sense. And then you add the beet juice and water it down with the water. So now you have a nice pink looking red you know Beautiful. that is after the cleansing though because i don't know how many people this it happened to but me whenever i do beat beat help to detox me <laughs> <laughs> so nope, a little too much detox but nope. you're gonna it's not just pure beet juice right because you're watering it down with the sparkling water exactly that makes sense i'm gonna write that down when i finish yeah what kind of water you get? Sparkling water? Yeah, the, um, the same. Um, we buy like the Mountain Valley Spring Water. They have a sparkling. I was afraid of buying those because I thought it's too much ingredients in there. It's just water and carbon. They infuse carbon in there that makes the bubbles. Oh. But it's it's healthy. It's fine. And what's the name of the one you said to get? Uh, Mountain Valley is a good brand. Mountain Valley. Okay. Yeah. They actually have one that has a purple band on it. I think it's lavender or something. Mm. So it's already flavored. Mm. Um, it tastes really, really good. But yeah. if you get the plain... Um, you can also use, you can use sorrel and ginger as wine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have that in the fridge right now, but I'm waiting for it to be fermented. Yeah. And you know what I've been doing this week is I juice lemon and ginger like a lot of it in the in the juicer Mm -hmm. and i just put a little bit in it in my canister Mm -hmm. and fill up my canister with 32 ounces of water so i have ginger and lemon flavored water yesterday i have 44 ounces of water for the day and what i put in mine i put i filled up the thing and i put lime juice in there it's Mm -hmm. different lime i put in it so I was able to drink it. But once I have my water flavored, I can drink a lot of it. Yeah. And there's a lot of different variations we could do. And we always want to aim for at least half our body weight in ounces of water, especially when you're cleansing. But this is something you should reach for on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. So um, the literature, what's that um, thing that we're, when we first started? What is that again? When you first opened the podcast. Oh, well, we were talking about lecithin and the sources because it's good for for regulating blood pressure. What's the name of it? Lecithin. Lecithin, and you get that from broccoli? You get it from Brussels sprouts, broccoli, kidney beans, black beans. Okay, because I don't eat a lot of broccoli. I eat broccoli occasionally. That's one of the vegetables I don't eat a lot. Because mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, I can't get organic broccoli. So what I do when I go to Costco, I buy a pack of the organic, uh, the frozen one. Mm-hmm. But I don't eat it that often, but the black beans and so, you know. Yeah. So the folks who listening, they know that Costco sell organic 
frozen vegetable if you can't get the fresh one and you keep it in the freezer for handy, you know, for quick use. Yeah, yeah. You do the best you can. Exactly. You you also said something about um like happiness and joy or something. Because you have that choice. You get up every day and you realize you're gonna have very you're gonna have people in your surrounding that is not happy, that is not, you know. Happiness is not something that when you come into the world, it gives to you. When you come into the world, you are the one who has to create your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, happiness comes through by having Christ in my life. Because without Christ in my life, I can't be happy. I'm not going to lie to you because Satan don't make anybody happy. See, Satan is darkness. And darkness loves darkness. So my happiness is when I get up in the morning, I f- even if it's dark and it's cloudy, I see sunshine. Mm-hmm. And this is why you say I have so much energy when the sun is shining. The minute it gets dark, my eyes ready to close and I'm gone to sleep. <laughs> That's me too. <laughs> yeah. I have no energy. But happiness is something that you have to create yourself. No one can give that to you. This is why they always say money don't make people happy. Would, just- you, would you say, though, that happiness and fulfillment is the same thing? Well, you know, um, not quite, you know, because a lot of times if you feel like you're, you feel like something is missing in your life, you feel like you're not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't tell you it's the exact same thing, no, because some people, they can be very happy, but then they'll tell you, oh, I don't feel fulfilled. But up to this morning, I was thinking, Sam, mm-hmm. at my age, and I'm not old, you know, but I like to use my age to say, <laughs> there is nothing else in life I'm gravitating after. Other than every day I get up, I get my my knowledge is renewed and refreshed. Yeah. Right? Learn something daily. But there's nothing else in life I'm seeking after. I think God has given me everything that I already needed. He provided for me. So how what would you so, recommend? So when we talk about fulfillment, I yeah. am fulfilled. But I was already happy, a happy person before all this fulfillment take place. So in terms of fulfillment, what would you recommend for someone like, let's say, a young mother in her 30s? How, how, would, how would you recommend she go about finding fulfillment in her life? It depends on what her fulfillment is, because a fulfillment, you see, when you use the word fulfillment, what is it you're looking for that you, you feel like you're not? You know, some people feel like they're not accomplished. Mm-hmm. To me, being accomplished is your fulfillment. Your dreams, like you have dreams to do things. Okay, so you get this. Some people fulfillment is having a new car and they feel fulfilled. See, I don't, I don't get fulfilled by material things. Yeah. So, we were, we were talking about this, um, my husband and I just the other day about the difference between success and happiness okay. and how they're not always aligned because like my definition of success definitely you know, is like wealth and prestige and, you know, power and that type that's, of thing. That's not all you made your success, though. But that's that's how I view success. No, that's not Like you- how I view success in a way where what other people perceive, right. you know, yeah, what the people world, perceive. But, but when I think about happiness, yeah. it's a completely different thing. And my version of happiness doesn't equate to success. Okay, well, I I don't know because I can I I think I'm a successful person, 
Mm-hmm. And I can tell you in a lot of many ways, God has blessed me with a husband and blessed me with two beautiful children. He blessed me with a whole house. He blessed me with a spiritual blessing daily that I can share my spirituality with people and not just to speak to people about God, but to go around and do things for people. Like I was at work Saturday evening, I brought a frozen vegetable soup that I made for myself. I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I called my 95-year-old customer who is homebound, sick, and being by herself. I says, did you eat? She said, no. I say, I'm on my way. I went to her house. I warmed the soup up for her, make sure she have it before I leave. And you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me, that brings me happiness. My happiness is when I can help somebody and see a smile on their face. But, you know, in terms, I'm a happy person, though, but I'm more happier when I can do something for somebody. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, some people see happiness and success in a different light, you know. A successful people is not necessarily somebody, and they're not the same because people that is successful, some of them is very unhappy because the more they get is the more they want, and that's what success is for a lot of people. But being fulfilled is like, you know, you're doing something and you're helping other people. To me, that's success too, you know. Mm-hmm. But it depends on us because everybody sees things differently. You understand? Right. And that's that's why I think it's important for us to define for ourselves and how you find out what your version of success or fulfillment or happiness looks like, you know, I think comes through meditation and fasting. Because otherwise you're seeking outside for something that you should be looking inside to learn. Exactly. Um, um, uh, And sometimes when I talk about success, I I speak from a spiritual point of view because um, everything comes from God. Anyhow you want to look at it. Everything Mm -hmm. comes from God. Because sometimes you look at some people and say, oh, they're so successful and they're so unhappy. But if you don't have God in your life, you can't be happy. The money alone that will make you happy. And success is when you can share with somebody. You know, what is success if you can't share it with someone? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's To me, that's, that's being successful. But anyway, we could do more research on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is there's already there's already a lot of information out there on how to find fulfillment in life, how to be happy. Like when you look at the blue zones, the blue zones really is a study of the people that live in their hundred plus years. And those there, they look at those communities and that population and see what did they do to live so long? One of them is having fulfillment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And also, so they wrote a book called Thrive, right? The the group, Dan Butner is the head of that, wrote a book called Thrive, mm-hmm. which studies um, basically the happiness factor, the, ha- the happiest places on the globe. What are they doing to be happy? And this information is there, right? So it's accessible. You can read the book. However, I wanted to hear your perspective, which we got, you know, after living life and not listening to these things. Because sometimes what I've found so far on my journey is that the answers that we need is in us. 
already. Exactly. But that's what I said when you said, I tell you, happiness comes from within. Right. You have to so, create your own happiness. Like, if you read a book and find out how somebody get happy, that's their way. Yeah. But happiness has to come from within. Because, you know, you get up daily, Sam, you're going to be faced with a lot of unhappiness coming from people. Mm-hmm. But if you're a person who gravitate to those things, right? That's why energy energy is important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The energy that you get daily is very, very important. Walking is important because you, you're breathing fresh air. That's taking in something that's going to help your happiness inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You eat the right food. Um, I tell you something. We're back to that again. Well, this podcast needs two hours. <laughs> if you eat animal products, because I remember I used to tell people, why am I acting like a goat? Because I'm a <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm goat never smile. Really? No, they don't laugh. <laughs> I used to be like a goat. <laughs> no, people might thought they're laughing. I say, yeah, right. But Sam, seriously, since I stopped eating the goat meat, mm-hmm. I think that I laugh more. So sometimes what you put in your body can make you be very unhappy. And this is too part of the point is like a lot of times you'll say things that, and I know you haven't read all the things that I've read (laughs) and, and you'll say things that just confirm what scientists, researchers, doctors, and people say. That's why I say, go within, talk to your elders. If you have a great, um, relationship with the elders in your family because you'll find a lot of knowledge and wisdom there you know instead of always seeking outside for that knowledge and wisdom in our history in our ancestry we used to just sit together as a community as a family and learn from our elders through communication you know um but even like what you're saying you're what you're basically talking about is the energetics of food which we we learn which I mean, I learned, I knew this before when I got into raw veganism because the raw vegans talk about that a lot, especially like when you when you talk about eating animals who've been tortured and then slaughtered. You know, you're basically consuming all of their stress hormones and their anxiety and fear, and so we then have their anxiety and fear and stress. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about it a lot, but also at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, there was a whole module, a whole section on the energetics of food and how like, you know, some people, especially if you're, if you believe in it or not, even, even though it's a science, but I won't go into that on this podcast with the Zodiac signs, there's certain signs like Pisces, for example, who are very, um, they need more grounding, right? They're very much in their thoughts and like, you know, just not as well grounded as some other. Pisces is what month? Pisces um, is like February to March. February to March, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for people like that, where you feel like you're very spacey and you're not present, grounding foods that are that are, um, you know, harvested or, or grown from the ground, like like uh, root vegetables, beets, and things like that are things you should consume to, to feel and get more grounded, mm-hmm. you know? So we talk about all, all of that. If you are very grounded, but you're, you're too rigid, you need more green foods, more lighter foods, like, you know, 
maybe some juices, maybe some salads, some green salads, you know, light to kind of lift your energy a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's the energetics of food, which is basically what you're talking about. These people just, you know. <laughs> well, I think the answer to that, to happiness, is body, mind, and spirit. Yes. You have to be careful what you put into your body. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful what is sitting up into your mind. And you have to have that spiritual part. You have to have a spiritual connection because without the spiritual connection, nothing works. Yeah. And that's what, that's what <clears throat> happiness because one going to say, oh, it's easy for you to say that. And I get up every day, I have problems. There's not a day you're going to come. And I say that to people all the time. Don't think I don't have problems. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Most of the time, they're not my problem. What's mm-hmm. the problem? You're going to see them every day. Yeah. You see your loved one hurting. But what you got, you're not going to re- really um, take it in and make it a, in a negative way. You're going to do something positive about it. Right. That person, help that person. Tell that person that, oh, you know, I've been in that situation before and this is how I got out of it. And talk to people. Yeah. For helping us. At the end of the day, we're here for each other. Exactly. Especially a day like today, Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Hello. Now you're putting pressure on me. I got to get this out today now, which is not even possible. <laughs> <laughs> You always like to date our podcast. <laughs> Martin Luther King Day is not a day off. It's a day to work and make it happen. Not to yeah. work and, and to pay the government taxes, but to work to keep his dream alive. Yes. And if you are if you are looking for where there is need, where you could be of service, I will post in the show notes to this blog all of the areas in our world where we need assistance. And first, you can even look to your own community to see what's going on in all of these areas. There's a lot of issues. I have some good news for you, although this is a podcast, but it's a nice way to end it. Yeah. Um, Camilla Aris will be running for the president in 2020. So we have a lot of work to do. Yes. Yes, we do. I yes. guess you're campaigning for her. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, I, lo- I love her fierceness. I really do. I, res- I, I respect her. Well, honey, I think, I think <clears throat> the heat is on in the kitchen. Anyone can handle it. Trust yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I know she's definitely, well, we'll see how it plays out, but that's okay. exciting. Because, you know, it's really a play these days, but um, she has my support, though. Yeah. She has my support. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.